the, the marks of revival don't start outside the church. They always start inside the church. Yeah. And then the last sign of revival is that Satan keeps pace. Oh, and he so does. almost like a counterattack. Absolutely. This is Fixed on Jesus. Hey everybody, welcome to our Fix on Jesus podcast. This is a, a train of excitement that we hop on every few weeks or so and jump on and just go and see where we end up. So joining me today, my name is Rich, is uh, Mark Johnson Jr. Hey, how's it going? And uh, behind the board there is our production coordinator, Heather Corbett. Pew, pew. She doesn't have a microphone, but um, she's here. And uh, we also have a special guest in studio today, too. Uh, our legion of fans would enjoy knowing about this. Uh, yeah, exactly. Liz Beck is here, and she's taking pictures of some of the shenanigans going on here. So anyway, well, Mark, I think I, you know, we've been hearing from our fans as this, you know, so many. I mean, it's really hard to deal with the fan. Can't now. even keep up with all of it. so hard, yeah. yeah. And so we're having to try to, I had to set up a whole spam filter and you know i'm getting all kinds of letters that are coming to the office handwritten so, in the mail yeah totally and so it's just really it's kind of overwhelming perfume a on of, them uh, no let's no i don't smell them so that's <laughs> odd that makes me feel awkward and strange but anyway okay. um we've been getting feedback from people and um i wanted to just follow back up because we talked about a walk-up song um and right. we talked about how you didn't have one i didn't have one i yet. have one yeah. mine is the immigrant song okay um, which is a classic walk-up song. Heather's is "Pour Some Sugar on it, Me," it? on, not, me? on okay. me. I think. Okay. I think it is from Def Leppard. Um, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to listen to Def Leppard, but I saw a lot of kids with that T-shirt. The in iconic T-shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, what about you? So, first of all, I got made fun of for not knowing what a walk-up song is. As you should have been. I should have been. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a big baseball guy, but I heard you aren't either. But we're going to talk about that I another am, time. I am actually. Uh, my walk-up song is Who Gonna Stop Me by Jay-Z and Kanye West. Have you ever heard that? Who gonna stop me? Gone. G just G-O-N. Who? That's not even grammatically correct. Well, if is it's that, on Google, it's correct. What, so who right gone, G-O-N, yeah. mm -hmm. stop me. Yep. Is it a rhetorical question or is it a question? I think it's a rhetorical title of a song. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It was, uh, who gone, gone. Yeah. I don't it's think It's hard I, to say it slow. Who? Try it faster. How do you say it fast? Say it fast. Who gonna stop me? <laughs> that will be one of the songs I will make it my life's goal not to listen to. Okay, all right. Well, as long I've as you got life goals. I've never, I did listen to Jesus is King. Oh, yeah. Or part of that. and By oh, Kanye West? So you did your homework. I did some of my homework. I listened to some of that, and I was like, man, this is not my jam no, right here. Not your this jam. Is, no. Yeah. Uh, my interests lie in other places. So okay. God bless all the people that enjoy that music. <laughs> I am not one of them. Right. Anyway. Okay. So what are we talking about today? Well, Mr. other Johnson? than our walk-up songs, we're going to talk about revival. Boom. And it's a, it's been a hot topic in the in the media and specifically social media. And do you remember earlier this year what we some people were calling revival at Asbury College? Yeah, yeah, sure. So 
it got me thinking like, what is revival? Yeah. What are the signs that are most common of revival? Yeah, sure. This would be the question. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, yeah, I remember it was at Asbury College where there was this meeting that happened and uh, people like at, a, like at a chapel, regular mm-hmm. chapel, people came up and just started confessing sin. And, um, and then all of a sudden it was a meeting that kept on going. Um, and it went on for a few weeks, I think. Um, yeah. And so revival... All over a, social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Revival is, I mean, there's a lot of ways to describe it, but I guess my non-technical definition is something like this, where uh, God meets his people in surprising and exciting ways where they're maybe in a new way aware of his presence, right? So we know God is omnipresent everywhere with us equally all the time. And as Christians, we're indwelt by the Spirit of God. But sometimes he moves in, in unique ways. And uh, one of those ways is in revival. And so it's a word that can be misused and overused. And if you come from a certain background, sometimes people maybe from Baptist backgrounds, they would schedule their revivals and they would yeah. make a tent and you know, there was sawdust the, out in that tent, and you sort of walk the sawdust trail. That's how you—that's the shorthand for becoming a Christian. But that's not a, what a revival really. Yeah, I've heard of like is. revival meetings. That yeah, people. I go to a revival every month. I'm not talking about that. Okay, that's revivalism. Okay. So there's a difference between revival and revivalism. Revival is when God comes down and gets His people's attention, straight up. Okay. Um, and so actually the people who thought and talked the best about revival were the Puritans, uh, the Puritans from 1560 to 1660 in England, they were the ones that wrote and taught and thought a lot about it. And one of the best Puritan, you know, one of the best authorities in Puritanism is a man who's now with the Lord, J.I. Packer. Mm. Remember how we talked about him and he wrote a classic book called the Signs of Revival? Knowing God. Knowing God. Oh, okay. You need to read that. Have you read that? I have, actually. I was thinking of Jonathan Edwards' Signs of Revival. No, but that's another good one, too. So you should read Knowing God by J.I. Packer. Yeah. I have it on audio. you have read it. I have it on audio. I read it. I need to read it again. But Packer Packer gives us 10 signs of what revival, genuine revival, looks like. Because sometimes there can be emotional responses to the Word of God. Sometimes people can be swept up in emotion, and it can seem like God is moving, but, but He's not really. And so what we don't want to do is, is give in to emotionalism. What we mm-hmm. want to do is be genuinely excited by the Word of God and genuinely excited by, about being with the people of God and not just sort of whipped up into some kind of emotion carries us like a wave. So Packer says that there are three, 10 marks of revival. Um, first, God comes down where the presence of God, like I said, is felt and people are just aware something's happening here yeah. that's different, that's unique. Second, God's word pierces. So the word of God, you know, obviously we have the word of God. It's, it's the inerrant word of God breathed out by God and we can read it and it just not make an impact. Right. When revival happens, preaching and the, even the reading of the Bible takes on greater import. People read it and hear it preached, and it feel, they feel the weight of it, and they sense, man, there's more here than I knew. Yeah. Um, the third sign is that man's sin is seen. Um, Christians recognize, this is all happening within the Christian church. Christians recognize that uh, they have sins, maybe that they've been 
sort of harboring or using as a plaything or excusing or whatever. And then all of a sudden, in a time of revival, they recognize this is wrong. I can't do that. Mm. I must take this sin to the Lord and and ask forgiveness. Um, and so they feel compromised and dirty and 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 just burnt by that sin. And that's all from the Lord. It's all from the Lord. And then the fourth one is Christ's cross is valued. And the reason it's valued is because they see the sin, right? Sometimes people say, hey, we talk about sin too much. But the reason we talk about sin, there's two reasons. One is the Bible talks about sin a lot. Yeah. But also uh, we want to make sure that, we, that, that when people see their sin, they understand, hey, there's a remedy for our sin. And that remedy is Jesus, who took our place on the cross, who died in the place, who, who died and paid for our sins so that we might not have to stand before God guilty. And so when, when Christians see that reality and that, that hits them and it grabs them, they don't take the cross for granted anymore. They don't take the sacrifice of Jesus as something that's like, oh yeah, I mean, we know Jesus died for our sins, but it's something that, that hits them at a much deeper level. The fifth sign is that change goes deep. So in revival, normally when over a Christian life, it takes years and years yeah. and years for us to change, right? And you, you, make, you make two steps forward, one step back, yeah. three steps forward, two steps back, three steps forward, four steps yeah. back, you know? And, and it's, it's not like, linear. No, it's not linear. Um, but in a time of revival, growth goes fast mm. and change goes deep. And people all of a sudden are able to change and they see fruit in their life that they haven't seen before. And so that's the fifth mark Packer, Packer uh, shows. The sixth mark is love breaks out. Um, and so people are much more willing to just be kind and gracious and merciful in all their dealings with each other. They are loving and they, you know, are, it doesn't matter. Past resentments melt away. Mm. Uh, current bitternesses are gone. There's no division. It's, it's just wonderful unity. Uh, joy fills hearts. So then the seventh one is joy fills hearts. And when we recognize what Christ's cross is, and as change grows deep, and we, we have a joy in the Lord, you know, a real joy, not in circumstances, not in the way things might change, but what we have is a, a genuine joy in who God is and what he's done for us in Christ. And so that joy just fills us up, and, and it, it makes it to where we're we're able to enjoy and love being a Christian. Uh, the eighth sign is each church becomes itself, meaning, as, as Packer says, that's his way of saying essentially that the church, which is the church of the living God, the bride of Christ, really is a bride. She looks to be and resemble Jesus more than she did before. And so it becomes a genuine community, a genuine place where people's lives are changed, where people meet Jesus, and where mm -hmm. people fellowship and enjoy, enjoy grace that is resident in each of their lives. The ninth sign is that the lost are found. So all of this happens within local churches. So revival is not designed. It, the, the marks of revival don't start outside the church. They always start inside the church. Yeah. And then the last sign of revival is that Satan keeps pace. Oh, and he so does. almost like a counterattack. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. absolutely. You study revivals, you see, man, this is wonderful. This is going great. And then all of a sudden, there's, there's something that comes that sort of knocks everybody back on their, on their feet, off their feet. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I've heard you talk, because this is a topic that you love. Yeah, you really right. enjoy this. I know I'd this like is a hobby see, of yours. I'd like to see revival in my day someday. That's what I've asked you. I yeah, asked you. That'd be so you awesome. Know, I asked you about if you 
wanted to see it or even be used in it and you were willing to settle on just seeing it oh, i don't think i'll be used in it i mean that's, hey who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah i mean i i you know we can't determine the times or places like that of course but, yeah and if i'm within 500 miles i'll drive to see something going well on that's like gonna that. lead right into my next question oh like, what is that yeah. um do we have to go somewhere to experience revival or how to, if it, if it comes down where do, do we have to go anywhere is it yeah, you know what? I know that's the misconception. There was people driving from all over the yeah, place. Yeah, I mean, I would have done that too if I were close, yeah. honestly. I mean, revival is is an odd thing. When the Spirit of God falls, genuinely, general, generally, I should say, it, He falls um, in specific locations and places. And so it's not as if He falls on the whole country at once. Mm-hmm. And so it seems as if, at least when you study the, the time in history, there are places that He comes and people in those places are touched uniquely. Um, and so in history, most of the time, these revivals started in local churches. And okay. in these local churches, people would experience these signs that we talked about from, from Packer. So yeah, technically, no, we don't have to go anywhere, especially if it's happening at our church, okay. which I pray it will one day. Yeah. Um, but if it's happening somewhere else, I'll, I'll drive. Yeah. So I think the one of the takeaways is that we should be praying for it more as believers, yeah, both yeah. from our local church and as individuals. Yeah. And then I would follow it up with one more thing based on number five. Can you read number five again? Yeah, number five. Sure. Yeah. Change goes deep. Change goes deep. So based on that, one could reason that you won't even know if it's a real revival until later on, looking back. Fruit. Yeah. You, you is measure that fair the, to say? I think it's definitely fair. That's what, that's what uh, Jonathan Edwards said. He said you can measure... You can measure the effect and the fruit of revival by looking back on it. Mm. And that's what he did. Um, because in the begin- when he was going through it, he said, man, the whole town got converted. Yeah. Uh, then he looked back and said, well, I was too ambitious with that statement. Mm. The whole town didn't get converted. Right. Everybody was impacted. But many people were converted and they stayed converted and they, they died mm. um, having their faith in Christ. So um, That's amazing. Yeah. So we, sh- here. we could reserve judgment for Asbury based on that. Totally, yeah. But we can also praise the Lord when stuff like that happens yeah. um, and, and ask and pray, man, can we please experience that here? Yeah. Amen. Yeah, so this is a topic you. I feel like I could ask you a million questions <laughs> on, so I think it's a good— We'll probably revisit it again. I was huh? going to say, we'll probably yeah. do a second part at some point, but for yeah. now I think we're— Right on the money. So, so if someone has a question, a suggestion, um, or anything they'd like to add to this podcast, where should they send their suggestions? Yeah, com. No, I'm kidding. Uh, pr- <laughs> production at centergilbert.com. All right. And that'll come directly to us. And we can, we'd love to hear your ideas for podcast episodes, topics, yeah. questions, anything. Walk up song comments. Walk up song uh, comments. Anything you want. What was that again? Who gonna, who gonna stop me? Who? There's no A in gonna. Mm-mm. Okay. Nope. Yeah. You're who, learning slang. I'm learning all kinds of things. Who is going to stop? <laughs> yeah. Who? <laughs> okay, Siri. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, guys.